Yeah, I want right. one of those ziggurats though. I should bring that around with me. Just like I make a make a booth and put one in. That's the right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Combine the two. Have yeah, a van. Yeah. Have a van that's a ziggurat. <laughs> there we go. Now let's talk. Try that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're on something. Hello and welcome to Geeks Camp, the home of RPG goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach and the host joining me this evening is the Dungeon Master, Troy Sample. Major Tom Glory reporting. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. And, right. and since John's not here, uh, lolly ho. There you go. He's not that deep a voice. Don't give him credit for I, credit. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I, mean, I mean, you know. <laughs> and then we've also got a special guest and a creator here on the show with us, Marquise from Shardstone. Yes. Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome. You, do you consider Shardstone to be your brand, or is this the brand for this particular series of uh, projects for you? It is the overall brand. We have another project that we did last year for ZineQuest, which was called Skullbox. So we do have a few, yeah. little bit of diversity in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Skullbox. Um, I didn't pick it up at ZineQuest last year, but I picked it up off Exalted Funeral afterwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was super rad. Um, and I loved, like, had like a packet of stuff when it yeah. got kicked out from Exalted. So that was cool. Nice surprise. Yeah, a little holographic sticker was my favorite part of it. I put it oh, on yeah. the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there is so go. much cool stuff. One other thing I like, and this is this this show isn't necessarily about Skullbox, but I got to uh, remark that the styling on that zine and on even like the video, I remember the video mm-hmm. for the Kickstarter was so, uh, what's the right word, iconic, so mm-hmm. unique, and it just like, like captured yet like if there was one there's maybe like two or three projects from last year's zine quest that like if you think back to zine quest 2021 you're like those are the those are the ones that stuck with you those are the ones that you remember and Skullbox was definitely there for me dope i'm glad to hear that so it looks fun to make that video was made by my friend locrius and he he really he went crazy on it that that video was mesmerizing yeah it was (laughs) If you don't remember, uh, dear listener, dear viewer, Troy, um, it like it had this dope music and then it was just like zoom from one <laughs> like from one like box to another and from one image to another, like you were constantly spiraling or mm-hmm. or uh, 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 enhancing further and further into the to the uh, uh, imagery. It was really cool. I feel like I kind of remember something that, that you that you showed that. But I'm going to have to go back and... Uh, it was some fun cartoon insanity. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice. Well, today, though, we're here to talk about... Um, I got Actually, I got super intrigued when you sent me over uh, the preview for your Kickstarter. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that preview with the uh, live audience here in a moment. Uh, but before we do... Um, when you sent me this over, I realized that you were somebody um, or that you had done a project that uh, I had seen before and that I believe we talked about on the show before. And I just didn't put two mm-hmm. and two together that it was the same creator across several different things. Because, Marquise, you've <laughs> also done some writing, collaborating with me on mm-hmm. and uh, Andrew Bashinsky. Mm-hmm. Um, I did so- uh, Den of Assassins and Deep and Dangerous. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, but you also did a, a 5e setting a little mm-hmm. while ago called Scavenger. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Troy, we talked about Scavenger on the show, but it's it's been a while. Um, but I remember as soon as I saw like the banner art, I'm like, yeah, I remember this. This looks cool. <laughs> so tell me about so this is, but we're going to talk about Scavenger Crimson mm-hmm. Catalyst here in a moment, but this is a follow up. Mm-hmm. So help people know Marquise what what came before and kind of what's been the lead up to this project yeah so scavenger is a fifth edition setting um it's a very it's a different mixture of inspirations than you would expect so it's a bronze age mixed with punk mixed with science fantasy so essentially what scavenger is it takes place on this world called akara which is a bronze age civilization Kara had no magic for the longest time, though it did have a couple other races, species on it. But in this one city called Tarnak, there is something called the Monolith. And 50 years ago, the Monolith opened, and when they went through it, they found themselves in this strange alien dimension, this world that was seemingly torn apart by forces they couldn't understand, which they call Torn for short. From Torn, they bring back these beautiful scintillating red gemstones called Shardstones, and Shardstones essentially, once you attune to them, let you warp reality, aka they let you perform like magical feats and everything. And that's where the science fantasy starts coming in. So people are going to Torn and they're getting messed up. And these people are called scavengers, hence the name of the setting. But about 10 years ago, something mysterious happens where these natural disasters begin to destroy Akara. These storms that could literally swallow and disappear cities, same with these floods, these heat raids that would kill millions and millions and millions of like birds and other life forms on the savannah. The world was undergoing what is called known as, sorry, what is known as the cataclysm or the great dying. So scavengers now are going to this torn, to torn, to try and figure out what's happening, maybe find another place to go. In Torn, there are these uh, alien ruins and other monoliths that lead the places that are locked so they don't know how to go through them. And they're looking for, again, either a way to stop the cataclysm or another place to go because if they don't, everything is going to be destroyed and killed. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Why, awesome. did I, why did I not get scavengers? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that. So so t- talk to me about one of the things that I find fascinating uh, anytime I talk to a creator is you do a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, right? Like, like what was the process like after the scavengers Kickstarter wrapped or whatnot? And you started to go into that creation mode of getting something together. Mm-hmm. So Scavenger began with the artist, that's Andy Alexandru, who sadly could not be here today. Hi, Andy. Uh, Andy Alexandru is an amazing Swedish artist. Uh, he had been drawing some paintings for a while, and then I slid into his DMs and we started talking about it. Then we did the Kickstarter. When we were making the book, making the original setting, uh, so I wanted everything in the book to be very gameable. Um, I'm very strong and with my prose and my poetry, but I wanted that as you were reading it, you're getting like, you know, adventure hooks, playable content out of it. I was very influenced by the OSR and that kind of aspect. So mm-hmm. you have the setting of Akara in it and we made that. Then we started working on Torn and we made three big adventure locations in Torn. And mm-hmm. we played with the 5E rules a little bit. Uh, scavenger doesn't use the skills it uses ability score proficiency for example uh, when you make a character you pick what's called a paradigm and your paradigm is represented by one of three 5e classes like drifter would be bard ranger rogue 
or warlord would be barbarian paladin fighter that kind of thing and there's four of those uh, mm. And we introduced a little bit at the time, but not fully, some of our advanced magic item mechanics and other system mechanics and everything. And we put it together and sent it out. Unfortunately, you know, COVID happened. So uh, it has been issues with the shipping and everything. But mm-hmm. the PDF has been out for a good long while. And we have all that done. And we started working afterwards immediately on our set of follow-up books that's re- that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very awesome. Cool. So people can pick up. So so just just for people who want to start mm-hmm. from the beginning, they can pick up a pre- PDF at the moment. Yeah. Uh, for Scavenger, and then if they want, they can. It looks like here they can pre-order if they want to for the the yep. book, or will that be? So what they can do is uh, you can get the PDF now, but we will have a tier on our Kickstarter when it launches this week. Uh, that will be get both the Scavenger PDF and Crimson Catalyst, and you'll be getting. Uh, the scavenger pdf at a discount if you do that we also have a scavenger quick starter that is on drive through rpg and that will also be on the front page of the new kickstarter we're doing as well mm-hmm. nice Perfect. Mm-hmm. that's a good segue then so we've got this setting that you put together um and that's already available in digital mm-hmm. form and now we have crimson catalyst um and we're going to be showing off a preview of the page. So I know you said you're going to launch probably on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be the 17th. Um, So some of the things that, that our live viewers might see here might shuffle around a little bit before the Mm -hmm. live page. Um, But tell us about Crimson Catalyst. What, where does this take uh, the setting? Yeah. So Crimson Catalyst is a lot of things that are, none of them are skimmed in detail, but it is wearing a few hats. So you can imagine Crimson Catalyst is almost like our PHB, our monster manual and our DMG wrapped up in one. So think about like Adventures in Rokugan that just came out for L5R or Ruins of Simbaroom for Simbaroom. We're doing something like that, but you still get to use the 5e classes with it. But we expand mm-hmm. both our magic system lore wise. We introduce new rules. Uh, one of the core rules we're introducing, for example, is like Force of Will, where you don't really have spell slots and you can spend Force of Will to power magic items, cast spells, or regain class features, stuff like that. Um, we'll have a huge amount of materials for DMs to use to prep games with Scavenger and everything. And also, you can very easily cross-apply these materials to your own settings. If you have anything that's apocalyptic or intense survival or really weird magic kind of ideas, or if you have like a Conan-esque city going on, like a corrupted old city, all Mm. that stuff we'll seeing with the Scavenger material. And then we have a huge bestiary and a lot of magic items, a lot of expansive, evolving magic items. That's awesome. really cool. That's awesome. really cool. It's funny you say Conan because, like, reading through this preview page, I got Conan, I got Dark Sun, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got you know uh, John Carter of Mars, mm-hmm. all that cool uh, iconic vibe from this product. And the and like I said before, before we started recording, the artwork is sweet. I love it. Andy is amazing. He's super dope with what he makes. He has a strong vision. What we're trying to do is, those are all of our references, of course. Uh, We're also trying to push that overall genre of like the mid-apocalyptic, almost like Mad Max-esque fantasy uh, Mm -hmm. to like a a, a more contemporary look at it, basically, in 2022, bringing in new themes and everything. So Scavenger is very punk. It's very queer. uh, The science fantasy elements 
I think, uh, were also worked in that created this kind of weird, not illusion, but like a mix of like, you have these nascent people who don't have a scientific method. And now they're coming in contact with all this crazy magic physics and chemistry and reality stuff. Because all the magic concepts, for the most part, I'm basing off of uh, current modern day study and like physics and chemistry and that kind of thing. And extrapolating from that, these concepts that I think like these bondage people having would just lead to some really weird stuff happening as a result. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And we were talking uh, before we went live about, you know, <clears throat> DCC and some of the craziness mm-hmm. that they get into. And there's a draw to that, I think, that is beginning to emerge in our mm-hmm. community. I think DCC is picking up some steam. At least that's how it feels. Um, a lot of that, like, weirder side of sci-fi and mm-hmm. fantasy um, is something that is drawing people again, which is really cool. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's always stepping stones, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to stop at different stepping stones, but there's always stepping stones from one system or one genre to another. Mm-hmm. And it's up to, you know, there's a lot of 5e people out there who are would be very mm, hesitant about diving straight into DCC, mm-hmm. right? But they, or something like that, right? A whole new system. But they're intrigued by this idea of weird fantasy or weird sci-fi or mm-hmm. sci-fi blended with fantasy in bizarre ways. And so, um, you know, Watsi does their thing with that. But I think that there's an enormous amount of room there for so something much. like Scavenger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, piggybacking mm-hmm. off of that, I feel like, you know, the the stuff coming out of Watsi. They they maybe tow the you know tow the water a little bit and, mm-hmm. and weird and stuff like that, but they've always got the guardrails up. They've always got you know you're always wearing your life vest or you're always tethered. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. safe. And what I love about you know creators like 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 this and it, their creations like this, they it's like it, it feels like you've just thrown away all mm-hmm. the safety measures, and it's like let's get weird. Let's yeah. just do it. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I love the concept of force of will. I've been tinkering mm-hmm. with that for years in my own home campaigns, mm-hmm. be, just because I, I I like the idea of magic having a cost. Mm-hmm. And you know, D and D only shows that cost in in as much as how how much you can safely cast. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I'm in trouble my 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 people are in trouble and i have <laughs> yeah. to i have to push mm-hmm. what are the consequences of that d and you know watch the D D doesn't doesn't give us that but this this has that you know how far do you want to push your game and that exact idea was the main motivator as i was designing crimson catalyst i wanted to have this feeling where one it could be very cinematic i like super cinematic combat and scenes but I really like those moments where it feels like you're going beyond your limits and you could very well or you definitely will get burned by it. So yes. here you could go past your limits and attuning the magic items and get these things called warp scars, which if you go too far, you become this mutant scavenger hunter called an odium. Or you could go too far with another path uh, and develop what's called symptoms of affliction, which basically takes you to this weird undead state. And if you go the logically both ways to the very end for power to try and save what you want to save or what have you, you end up becoming these weird transcendent things that basically have to be killed or they'll kill everything else. So it's like you can go too far <laughs> with it. Just fun. I, I, love, I love everything about this so far. 
Cool. <laughs> I the thing that I that caught my eye my eye when I was looking through the quick start, especially. Um, <clears throat> I I stumbled across your glossary of terms here, mm-hmm. and that's I don't know. Like as soon as I read it, I'm like, this is I think what separates the idea of fantasy from the idea of weird fantasy. Mm-hmm. And at least in one way, right? Is the idea that like, listen, <laughs> there's going to be some things here that don't make sense on the <laughs> surface or that are pretty strange. And I'm going to need mm-hmm. to help you understand with a few, with a few terms. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me that a, that's just cool. Cause it means I'm signing up for something different, but also it communicates to me that the creator um, has intent and, mm-hmm. and, and story and meaning and, ideas behind what's put on the page right like it's not just sitting there and typing it out it's there's there's some thought behind it to say like oh Mm -hmm. i need to make a new word for this oh and not only do i need to make a new word but i need to help everybody who's reading this make sure that they understand Mm -hmm. what that word means right um because now we have this you know this uh you know right now it looks like it's about 15 words or so but we have a shared new language Mm-hmm. that we need to use to talk about uh, uh, shard stones and scavenger. And that shared language is going to, you know, that's how community is built. That's how mm-hmm. the, the, the culture is built around it. And the way that we know that, you know, one of us is connected to the other one is because we, mm-hmm. we can share the same language. So I really dig it. Dig it a lot. <clears throat> Thank you. The making of the cultures is something that for Scavenger 1 was like the biggest amount of thought that we put into it. We wanted Akara to be a world that even though it is a new world, one, you can find the humanity in it, which can make it familiar to you. And we wanted it to feel at least somewhat real. We wanted to have that kind of depth that like Dune, for example, has that Mm -hmm. when you read a Dune book, you're in Dune. Like Dune is a real future of what could be going on. I want this to feel something kind of like that in the same aspect. So I'm glad it seems that way. And the glossary was needed because we do have a lot of weird words <laughs> and weird terms jumping at you at this in this book. <laughs> so I see a lot of, like you talked about, uh, this is like really your DMG, your player's handbook, and your mm-hmm. monster manual all rolled into one, right? Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it's weird. As soon as, as soon as I read into this, I'm like, yeah, but I would also like to see, is there any thought to doing like, and it's weird. I don't, I, I rarely feel this way, especially with, supplements for like 5e or whatnot Mm -hmm. but i immediately looked through this and was like i would really like to see some fiction tied to this Mm -hmm. setting as well Mm -hmm. is that something that you're this isn't really tied to the kickstarter i suppose Mm -hmm. but is that something that you've considered or is that oh it feels like there's some of that behind it Mm-hmm. So in Scavenger, uh, the first Kickstarter, we do have little bits of flash fiction I wrote throughout it and poetry I made through it for it. But in the future, we do uh, hope to expand to like novels, art books, bigger short story projects like that. Um, we really think that Scavenger is a world. Is that something that a lot of people could enjoy and find something for themselves in it? And I think that it's a world that in exploring, you can kind of expand your own imagination, which is a big thing I want to do with people who read this. I want to show them things that they probably couldn't have thought of themselves. So that way they can create something that I myself couldn't have thought of and kind of just like, you know, give back to the community in that way uh, and more than just a game. So, yeah. That's a cool way to look at it. I like that. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Uh, <clears throat> my next train of thought kind of leads us away from from the content. So, Troy, if you had anything else you wanted to pose there, other the only thing that uh, I w- I could add is, can I back right now? 
<laughs> um, if only. <laughs> and, and, and and do I really have to wait? Is kind of, is kind of the only thing. Um, yeah. Well, that's perfect. That's a perfect segue then, because uh, I was going to say. So, talk to us about. So we talked about the content. So let's now talk about the Kickstarter itself, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, what does that look like? Um, is it just the digital content in the book? Mm-hmm. Do you have a different mm-hmm. ver- idea for how this is going to work? Yeah, so what we're doing is the Crimson Catalyst is going to be digital, and it's also going to be print-on-demand through one bookshelf slash drive through RPG. So you'll have a tier where you can just get the digital tier, and then you'll have a tier where you can get the digital and the physical copy, where you can uh, pay drive through for the printing cost and the shipping, and you'll get the book. And then we have two more tiers after that, which is the next one is you get the scavenger PDF. And then after the scavenger PDF, we will have 14 uh, original pieces of art that Andy has signed. And he will be sending those out for that limited that we will have at the very top. Nice. nice. That is really cool. Yeah, it's cool. Thank you. Uh, awesome. All right. So we've got we've got a whole bunch of tiers. We've got, you know, the, mm-hmm. the special art at the end uh, for the signed original ink sketches available. Mm-hmm. Um what what what's the timeline looking like this on this for you or what is there i mean that seems like a dumb question to ask in today's basically, world basically but... how long do we have to wait <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> so, once this funds how long do we have to wait once this funds what we'll be doing is we'll have the pdf out our date for that is by december for our deadline oh. we want to have the pdf out sooner if we can we've been doing a lot of work on it already so we're not starting from scratch it's uh i would say it's about half done, I would say, for everything. And then in terms of outlining, it's all done. Then we have to send the drive-through. Of course, it's like a six-week minimum wait. So we're saying February, March for the print-on-demand will be ready. Uh, and that'll be that. So, But yeah, you hopefully will have Crimson Catalyst by December. Uh, and Mashala, you'll have it before December, too. So that'll be dope. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, well... This is launching. Scavenger Crimson Catalyst is launching, uh, hopefully, on the seventeenth Wednesday. Um, but before then, or during then, or after then, where can people find Marquise if they wanna if they wanna follow you? Yeah, so primarily you guys can find us at shardstone.net. We're also on Instagram at, at Shardstone Assembly, and you can find us on Twitter at Shardstone Arts. Uh, any of those places, you'll be able to get to Shardstone, and through Shardstone, you can reach Marquise, which is cool. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> well, Marquise, very uh, very much we appreciate you hopping on tonight. Thank and you. We Thank wish you. you the best of luck on your, uh, on your launch. I, I can't see it. any way that you're not going to be successful with it. I mean, it looks amazing. Here's um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I think I'm with Troy at this point. We're like, just, just hit the launch button today and we'll, we'll get <laughs> yeah. you there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Marquise. Uh, folks, if you listen to this uh, live, we've got a new, uh, another episode coming to you in about an hour, but until then we'll see you next time. Thank you, Marquise. And have a great game, everybody. And uh, back scavengers. Perfect. Crimson, Crimson Catalyst. <laughs> Put your money where our mouth is. Or something. Let's restart. John, Troy, and myself get an itch to do some writing every once in a while, and when that happens, we publish it through World of Game Design. Head on over to store.wogd.com to find books like Oceanic Depths, Scrap Rats, and Motherlode that feature design by your delightful and charismatic hosts. Again, that's store.wogd.com. 
www.wogd.com. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook, give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed, uh, give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube, and you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time. Twitch audience is still saying they can't hear us. Well, they shouldn't. That's just Gurk being Gurk. Well, good thing he can't hear us. <laughs> no, no, I think, I mean, I, all the levels are bouncing, so I think we'll have it. I think we can have Gurk refresh his page, but I think we're going to be good. And this just means that your your job on uh, recording, editing is going to be, hey, it's catching up. There you go. All right, good job, Gurk. <clears throat>